0: Welcome to another inspirational message from Liberty Church in Omaha, Nebraska.
1: I mean, he was a hot ticket. You know what he did? He obeyed God and went to Russia and started a church in Moscow, where he still is based out of. They've started the revival. The church, they're not going to put it on T- CNN, it's not going to say anything about it's out of control in Russia. You might think, you might, attack the Ukraine, God's doing another way, attacking back. And it's happening. So you're not going to hear about it, but this guy went in, and he wrote this out of a word. He says, uh, God never really gets in a hurry because godly character is more important than gifts and talents. It's one of the reasons why coming on Wednesday night is so important. We're not in a hurry. But you can have a gift or talent that can take you places that you don't have the character of God in relationship with the Holy Spirit underneath you so when the gift, let's say you sing and everybody goes, oh, incredible, but without the character, that gift is going to get destroyed somehow, way, because the enemy is going to put a strategy and plot to shut your mouth. He does not want you affecting people with the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Cool. Well, I'm going to get in the Word here in just a moment. I think, Tony, where are you? You've got something you need to say.
2: Good morning, um, I, was, I was seeing that we all turn, uh, watch TV, listen to the radio, and sometimes we hear something that comes on that makes us turn the channel. Maybe it's something we don't want to see, maybe it's something we don't want to hear, maybe it's something we're experiencing inside, we're going through something and it just brings all that out, and sometimes we turn the channel then to find something that makes us feel good, right? something that's upbeat, maybe it has nothing to do with that, but God, we do the same thing with him. Sometimes we turn our channel whenever we hear something from him that might be correction. It might be something that we need to to pull that hurt out so we can learn from it or he can help us through that. And sometimes I turn the channel and I'm not sure if anybody else in here does, but we turn that channel and we turn them off or or turn it to something that's going to make us feel good like TV or radio or something like that. And then we lose out on the opportunity to be able to hear what he has for us, to be able to pull that gift that he has for us. When we're building a house, we have an electrician, we have a plumber, we have you know, uh, framers, things like that, right? We're not all able to do all that, but we can each do individually things to be able to build that house. Amen. And if he doesn't, if we don't allow him to pull that out at the times that we need it, then we lose out on that opportunity, and he loses out on that opportunity to be able to work through us Be able to touch somebody else. Thank
1: you, sir. Well, this is our. I've been pastoring for 39, it'll be 40 years in November. Never thought I would be a pastor. And the first church was Omaha Victory Church, OVC, and we merged with another church, became uh, Victory Outreach. And uh, 30 years ago, Easter. We moved south, we were in a hotel for a Sunday or two, and then we got permission from the archdiocese to rent the, what we called the dorm building, which was a convent for the nuns who taught at the high school, and we just kept on keeping on and ended up owning everything and the spa and everything else in there and did so many firsts in the city that no church had ever done. The vision is to love God with everything you've got. Spirit, soul, and body. And as a church, the church is a living organism, a body, and we have to love him spirit, soul, and body. Everything you got, in word and deed, it's in Jesus' name. Secondly, to love people. Omaha was one of the most racist, segregated communities, and the worst of it is in churches. You could have two Catholic churches, one Bohemian, one Polish. Within six blocks of each other, and they all duplicate big buildings and, and everything else, but they, because of culture, they didn't want to come in. Then we didn't have much of a Hispanic community in Omaha, and we do now. We do now. You can't close your eyes. We have an African-American community that the churches never came together until this church started serving those other churches and making friends. And so I would say, you love God with everything. You love people. And then we're called to Omaha. We have a responsibility to pray and to do for the surrounding areas. I'm including Bellevue, even Council Bluffs. You're you're welcome, huh? Because we built friends there and served one another. And that's what this church has been about is serving. We get together and we party and lick our wounds and hug each other but we also serve. We go after it. Why would you do that? They asked. There's an opportunity. We'll go. We'll do it. I'm proud in a Holy Ghost righteous way of this church and what we've done already and what we're getting ready to do. And that's exciting. And uh, Oh, I'll tell you, let's have some testimonies. I, I need up here, Mitchell and Courtney, we've asked a couple people just to come up and share for a few minutes about the church and what this has meant to them, and you got a microphone right there. Now, understand, if I do this, it stops. Okay.
3: Um, I don't know, last time I was up here talking... Someone decided that they were going to propose to me. Um, So, yeah. I'm like, is anything going to come today?
1: (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) You missed a chance, buddy. Take her to lunch.
3: Um, You guys have all welcomed me. Um, I was like, I started coming here probably in 2013. Um, And ever since then, um, you guys are like family. Um, You've shown me many different things that I've learned, and, um, I've grown a lot in my faith, and I was like, since, what was that, three, four weeks ago, you were preaching about, um, it was Wednesday night, and he's told, yep, he was telling you guys that someone saw something, well, I was that someone, um, He was talking with Deborah, and I was sitting over there right next to Mitchell, and I was looking right at you guys, and I would just see something in the corner of my eye. Well, I didn't know what it was, and I was kind of like doing double takes because I was like, what is walking back and forth? Well, during that Wednesday, he talked about how there's people or there are the Holy Ghost was here, and he could feel it. Well, I actually saw it. Um, but that was probably the coolest thing that's ever happened to me. I was kind of freaked out, not to, not to lie. You
1: got trumped, man. What can I say?
0: You got anything you got? Yeah. Um, so, I've, obviously, my grandma is probably my best friend and someone that I've looked up to my entire life. Um, when we were at the main building, Graham would show up every Tuesday. Uh, no one would know. She would clean the bathrooms and do all the stuff that nobody likes to do, the toilets and whatnot and uh, once I graduated high school, every Tuesday, we would meet up at, at the church and we would, we would clean the bathrooms. And about halfway through college year, Graham, Graham said, you know, I'm, I'm not gonna come. Would you be willing to take it over? I said, absolutely. So looking back, the reason why uh, Graham inspired me to continue to serve was one Sunday, I asked her, I said, Graham, you do so much around this church. How come you're never recognized? And I remember, she stopped. And I know when Graham is serious. She stuck her finger up at me and she said, no, no, no. Our family in this church has taught us that we are servants for the Lord. And when we are called to do things, recognition is not something. So because of what Graham said to me when she said, we are servants not for recognition, but because we are serving the Lord in in what we're doing, I have served as much as I can wherever I can and however long I can. So." Graham Graham always points direction back at you guys, and I'm very thankful for this church and the family that we have created while we're here and that we are creating together. Amen. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you.
1: You're going to, I've got a couple more testimonies, but you're going to hear the word serve. You can't have crazy faith and crazy love and not use it you might be, you know, have a backpack full of crazy faith and love, but if you never take it out and use it, what are you doing? Yeah, it's good. It's good. So, uh, Rick and uh, Joyce, why don't you come on up? Whichever, you, however you're going to do it. Rick and Joyce Buell. I do this okay <laughs> Church is we're live streaming, gotta
3: have it. Liberty Church is our family, it has helped us step out of our comfort zone and giving us the changing sermons, the changing sermons to apply to our everyday life. This is Rick and I. Rick and I are looking forward to making many more memories here at Liberty Church, and we do have that crazy faith. Yeah.
4: And yeah. love
5: you. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, Jim's got a cheat sheet, so I got one too, so <laughs> I, would, I would echo the word family, I've already heard that this morning more than once, and uh, uh, I haven't been here very long, so you know, the first time that I did come here, I remember walking through the parking lot, and uh, halfway through the lot, come across the first person I seen was a young man named Cypress, he introduced himself and welcomed me, and I thought, well, that's pretty cool, that's pretty cool, but as I went through into the building and came on up this way, the welcomes just kept coming and coming and coming. And, and it was, uh, made me feel uh, uh, real welcome and uh, made me feel like family just right off the bat from day one. And, uh, and knowing what I know now about this church family, uh, you know, if, if we have needs or need help, anything comes up, I know that there's going to be people in this church family that are going to be there for us. And that's yeah. a good Amen. thing to know. And on a side note, I see somebody sitting back there. Howard, he's a great guy. I worked with him 20 years ago. You know, we picked on him a little bit and stuff. And, well, then he moved on, and I hadn't seen him for years and years. Well, then I come back here, and uh, I get to see him almost every Sunday again now. I'm sorry. Now we're back in the... <laughs> I'm, getting there. I'm getting there. I'm back in the saddle now. I get to pick on him again now like Jim does. Cool. But there does come a... Point in time when us Iwe and jinza uh, get back against the wall, we will we will fight back. I'll know where you are. <laughs> Thank you, guys.
1: You know, someone visiting us, they might expect the pastor or an usher to be kind and say hi. I, I tell people when they visit, you give us two or three weeks. We'll have absorbed you. It'll be like you've been here for years. And they say, well, how do I belong? I said, act like it. Get in and help serve, get to know people, and act like it. And that's what people have done. Um, This one's special to my heart in so many ways because uh, even yesterday at the shower, she was picking up all the wrapping paper and the presents and taking care of them. I mean, she just did it. And that's like what uh, Mitchell was saying what Sue Boer sitting right there taught him. It's not for recognition. It's just serving and helping. So Cassidy, why don't you come up and say a few things. And now I have to really limit you. <laughs> that's
6: not fair. I was promised ten
1: minutes. <laughs> By no one in authority. Go ahead. you
6: I promised myself 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Potato, patata. <laughs> um, honestly, when Pastor Jim and Pastor Deborah and Miss Carol invited me, I the night they invited me, I wasn't sure if I was going to come. I was telling myself, that sounds pretty cool. You know you should go. But I just didn't know if I was actually going to come. And some circumstances happened. And... I just, I knew I needed to come. And I was so afraid to because, I mean, I'm pretty extroverted, as some of you may surprisingly know. (laughs) But honestly, sometimes when I'm meeting a bunch of new people for the first time and when I don't know any of them, for me, it can feel a little overwhelming. And, but, you know, I'm just like, you know, you go because, you know, three people here already that are coming. Um... And you three were actually, were not here that day. (laughs) Um, So I was like, okay, we can do this, we can do this. But I mean, we've all been here for the first time, whether that was 30 years ago today, whether that was a few months ago, whether that's today. And I know for me personally, my first day here, it didn't feel like a first day, it felt like my 30th year here. And I was, like, 26 at the time. <laughs> Do that math. <laughs> but
1: and just... in closing.
6: <laughs> Fine. No, I'm just truly so grateful for this family. Um, I am so grateful for all the opportunities for growth that I've had in this church and for how much that's poured into my life outside of this church. And I'm just truly grateful for all of you and just looking forward to not what the next 30 years are going to bring, because that's capping it at 30. I'm excited to see what the Holy Spirit is going to do through this church to the end of time. I love you guys. Thank you. Is that okay?
1: I am not the singer. Certainly you don't want me playing Mark's guitar. I can't. I don't keep time very well. One, two, three, four, it just doesn't. So that wouldn't be where I'd fit. Where do I fit? How do I? Just help. Volunteer. Just do something. Whatever we do, we're going to do for the the police and fire. That is an honor point for this church. We've done it since uh, 9-11. And we honor them who service and are away from their families on holidays. And we just say thank you to them. The time, time again, when they to thank you so much, it just means a lot. We were in Yonkers when Yonkers was at Westroads, and ended up talking, oh, yeah, we know all about your church. You're the ones that bring the food. We love it. So we usually bring too much so that they call other stations to come and get a doggy bag so nothing goes wasted particularly the police, they'll bring guys from the north side of the station house and come over and get some food. Because we always promise what we do, but we always promise this, but we bring this. Yeah. So they're refreshed. And uh, this last couple that's going to speak uh, are been an incredible part of this church for decades. and uh, You wouldn't know because she's I'm a Clown That her husband did stand up comedy one time with uh, we had a talent night and he did stand up he was hilarious the whole side of him you never saw before now I know where she gets her material (laughs) but can I have can I have you two guys come on up the Lowrys are in the house oh one of the finest men I've had the privilege to pastor really solid, good people. Nice shorts, though.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
7: but she doesn't get her f- comment from me. She's funny in her own right.
1: Okay, she okay.
7: I'm gonna take you back about 10 years, April 30th, 2012, our anniversary. We were going to go out for an anniversary luncheon, but I had a doctor's consultation before that. And I heard those three words nobody wants to hear. You have cancer. And at first, I was stunned because I knew it was a possibility, but I blew that off. I don't have cancer. And after that, I was mad. I was mad at my doctor. I was mad at my uh, urologist for telling me that. I was mad at myself for ignoring the symptoms, which I thought was just a sign of getting older. But
4: uh, <laughs>
7: <laughs> <laughs> but I was never a, what was me, down in the dumpster or anything like that. We are going to go on and live our lives. So we left this appointment. We went directly to the church. Pastor Mike, Pastor Deborah prayed for us. We went on and had lunch. I forget where we went. She said it was Applebee's. Yeah, because they
4: dropped my plate. But anyway,
7: later I found it was stage four, which is the last stage, and they said it was aggressive. So I had the treatment, and I had the surgery, and if you guys have seen this guy on TV pushing this inversion table, here I am pushing 70, and I feel great.
5: (laughs)
4: Is never boring with us, let me tell you.
1: Oh, I'm sorry, we're out of time. Okay, (laughs) (laughs)
4: Okay. I'm gonna take you back a little farther 20 years, and uh, as you know, yeah, I'm a clown, but I'm a clown because I'm here. I mean, this is where it started. I got a call, someone said, We're having a ministry fair, and we'd like you to dress up as a clown and just do you know walk uh, arounds. We have two. Christian clowns there. And I thought, well, um, that's not really for me. I have no interest in being a clown. But I'm an object lesson teacher, and I happen to have been teaching on Jesus walking with his disciples on the road to Emmaus. So that day I was a white face, punk rock hair, rainbow wig, big feather boa, white and yellow striped. Costume, big shoes, and my name was Miss No Diva <laughs> because it 's not about me it 's about him. Yes. The reason I answered that it was like, okay, I can see how that fits in. This now started with a yes, a yes to show up and to be there when someone needed you. a yes to teach a child something that was more than just a word, it was life so they didn't know it was me until I dropped the clown voice and little Austin went, I know you, you're Miss Chris, because he heard my voice. There was a teaching there. He didn't know me until he heard my voice. So I'm a clown because of this church. I mean, you made me. (laughs) But God had a plan. Oh, amen. Because in this clown came healing for me, and it brings healing for others. So I can lift people up out of depression and sadness and take them away from the momentary stress and give them a little joy. But it started with a yes, a yes when someone asks you to serve. So when someone says something and maybe it's out of your comfort zone, say yes, because God's got something for you.
1: Thank you, guys. I would love to. She walks into a room with three, four hundred kids. I saw it in Ralston. And she has an angle into them that is just incredible. But they're a team. They're a team when they do this. And all she did is say yes. Today's message, I hadn't planned it until uh, about a week ago when the Lord really just dropped this into my heart. Is that we're going to talk about being a servant. We're going to take communion about three-quarters into the message, and uh, you'll see the purpose and stuff. Get ready, prepare your heart. In communion is healing. If you need healing in your body today, it is a wonderful time to receive it. Amen? Romans one one. this is Paul writing. You probably already know this, but he starts in here, he goes... Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to an apostle, separated under the gospel of God. Called to be apostle, separated under the gospel. His assignment, he said, I'm a servant. And he then laid out, this is my assignment. I believe with all my heart that if I'm asked to do something, someone in spiritual authority, I just say yes. They're not asking me to sin. I'll say yes. Okay, Lord. Then you give me the grace to do it. If you want, you're going to have to give me the grace if it's outside my comfort zone. Yeah. So Paul says, "I'm a servant." Um, go read a couple more of those. Epaphras, E-P-A-P-H-R-A-S, just a home church man. They had churches in their home or out in the area. His church, he goes. I'm a servant. Peter, 2 Peter chapter 1, starts with I, Peter, a servant of Jesus Christ. No, oh, he's the apostle. He walked on water. So I'm a servant. Yeah. I'm a servant. I'm a servant. I'll take the trash out, clean it. I have countless times, and many of you have, uh, if it needs to be done, it gets done. Simple. We had a wonderful sh- a baby shower. For uh, the Felders the other day, I loved that. I had such a ball. Yesterday for Mercedes, took me back to that, of how much fun it was. And, uh, you know, I, at that time, I'm in the chair. But uh, the wheelchair guy talked to everybody, went up and down the hallways there, and made sure everyone, including the little, your daughter, her birthday, I made sure I got a hug. We sat next to each other. I talked about her hair. No, we had a ball. But it is serving, caring, and reaching on. It doesn't matter how old or how young. What color your skin is could care less. I care that you're in the kingdom of God. And wherever, he says, go out in the world where you live, go out in the world and serve. You Help somebody. Make it nice for them. And put a smile on their face. It's amazing how you can then get an opportunity to share Jesus Christ. In The book of Revelation, written by the Apostle John for the end times, He says, the book of Revelation was written, he says, to show his servants his will. Revelation is information to us and he calls all of us his servants to do. And so if a servant's sitting on their tail not doing nothing, I ask you why. Someone come to me and say, well, I was sick for a month and nobody called, nobody did anything. I said, I'm sorry, but that's your problem. If you weren't missing, it's because you're not making it your place. You you get out there and make sure everybody misses you. Everyone misses you because you're helping people. Amen? In Acts chapter 2 about Pentecost and the Holy Spirit coming down, he says he's going to pour out his Spirit on his servants. The reason you're filled with the Holy Ghost is not so you can put on a show and go, ta-da. It is so that you're filled with the Holy Ghost to serve what he wants you to do. And that includes the the, uh, stuff, but it also, all the setup and tear down and whatever it takes. We do this as a family. Uh, We had rules growing up. There's five kids and later six at our house. And every one of us, and it rotated, had a a role to get ready for dinner at 6.15 or to clean up after dinner. Everybody knew their role. But it shifted so you did everything. So uh, sometimes I want to be up in the booth with Nick Aruni up there. <laughs> they don't get any attention, but they're so vital to what they do. Yeah. They really are. I can't play or sing, but I am so thankful that he's given us servants with gifts who can. Our praise and worship team is great. Yes. Okay, and now we're streaming on Wednesday night. I've gotten calls from pastors other parts of the country who watch me do a Bible study on Wednesday night and they love it. They're talking one to another. Told Charles Neiman the other day that we're gonna celebrate our 30 years. He goes, I want to make a film for you. Next Sunday, we're going to have a little greeting by Charles Neiman. And Charles is one of the three men in my life that in the 30 years have played a significant role. Uh, Paul would say this, you have many teachers, but not many fathers. Buddy Harrison and Alan Vincent poured into me in fathering. Charles was like the older brother I never had. I use a phrase with him, anytime, anywhere. You need me, not a problem, I'll find a way. I'll crawl. It doesn't matter. That's the kind of serving we have perpetuated in this Group to care for one another. Yeah. When Mike was operated on, I, that he wasn't here, everybody heard what was going on. It leaves a dent in us. We want Rick has cancer, and he got attacked. We were praying, some praying and fasting, just spending time speaking the word of God over you. You know, so we just connect. Amen. Yeah. Let's let's get a little ugly here. Let's go to Second Timothy. This will be 2 Timothy chapter 3. And we'll start at verse 1. This know also that in the last days perilous times will come. Is there any doubt we're in some kind of last days right now? So you're going to see this culture he's going to identify and you can see it now. You can see it on TV. Reality shows you can see I never thought they would put that out there. That, oh, good, you know. Okay. Uh, for men shall be lovers of their own selves. Hello. They're covetous. They boast. They're proud. They blaspheme. Disobedient to parents. Hello, gang. Oh, gosh. Unthankful. Unholy. Well, I don't have anything to be thankful for. You're breathing and you have a chance to start over. Take everything from me. I'll have more stuff in a day. Yeah, yeah. I'll have a job by the end of the day. Mm-hmm. All those signs up there? Well, that's not the job I want. I'll take one to, to I get where I want to go. Yeah, but I'm not going to sit at home with my hands underneath my butt saying, woe is me. I mean, we have that. What happened to this nation with COVID changed a mental state. Like World War II did when our men were leaving, it changed the culture. It changed where people sit home, do social media, and they don't engage with people. They don't serve. Video games are not real. No matter how good you are at them, I wish they would be just as good and put the time in in serving and advancing the kingdom of God. Oh, you're you're taking all my fun away. I'm having a ball serving. I challenge you. Like I, I think I said this, I don't know, it was last week. I had a guy come to me and be very spiritual. What is the strategic spiritual significance of feeding Love Omaha downtown? I, strategic spiritual significance. And I said to him, point blank, like, I am just not that sharp. He said, if you did it to the least, you do it to me. So we be doing it. I said, you, you know what? You haven't helped yet. Why don't you get in the line and help prepare and go down there? He left the church about three weeks later. You don't want to serve. He'll gripe and complain. That doesn't hunt. You want to see something change? Help. Be, a, be part of it and help. Amen. Amen. Here's the rest of it they're traitors, they're heady, high minded. Lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Hello, American people. Oh, I don't know how I could exist without my TV and screens and everything. And oh, oh, I gotta. Do you see that TV screen that I got it and the computer and everything else? Wow. Try using it for Jesus. That's good. Yep. Simple as that. You got a skill in the computer? Volunteer to help. Well, you're beat. Servants where it's at, because it continues. Having a form of godliness, but they deny the power thereof, from such turn away. For this of sort, they which creep into houses, take captive silly women laden with sins, and lead them with diverse lusts. They're ever learning, but never coming to the knowledge of the truth. Like I said last week, nobody in here flies a plane. But I can go get a ticket and get on a plane. I've got knowledge of the plane and how to get on it. But I don't have the working knowledge how to fly it. And you can sit in the church and say, I gave God my hour and a half. I gave him ten bucks. You ought to be happy I was here. Or you can sit there and open your heart and let's see what God will do with you. And if you've been here long enough, you know, I'm not going to let up. I'm not retiring. I'm refiring. One of my moments, he he said to me, has your assignment changed? No, sir. Has my anointing changed? No, sir. He said, then get back to work. Start over. Hello? Okay. That's what we're going to do. And we're going to help families. We're going to help people gone through divorces and abuses and things like that. First thing they're going to run in here is they're going to, that wave of love and hope it is genuinely good to have you today. It's not phony. It just isn't. Okay? And that's why I said, you're ever learning but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. If you got the knowledge of the truth, let's work it. Amen? Paul said this in Philippians 2. We're pretty close. Philippians 2. I didn't offend him. He's got something to do downstairs getting ready. Okay. Philippians 2 verse 20 For I have no man like-minded who will naturally care for your state. I have no man like-minded. You've got to have the same mind. It all has to come up out of your heart with the kingdom advancing and loving people. He's, this Paul writing to the Philippian church, his favorite church, So I don't have anybody like minded with me. Like minded. Amen. He says in verse 21 For all seek their own and not the things which are Christ's, Jesus. They all seek their own. They want to be on a platform, they want to get recognized. They're doing stuff to be seen, but not truly helping. Help that comes from the Holy Ghost in your heart helps transform people. There's something supernatural about your friendship. If you're promoting yourself, eh, it doesn't last long. Hi, bye, bye, see ya. It's a drive-by. The other one, I look forward to teasing Tony. I do. He, he does the uh, Applebee's commercial. He's that guy with the hat that does that little dancing for me. <laughs> that, that's Tony. You ever see it? It's great. But I, when he came in today, I had him step in front of me. Okay, Okay, shake your hips a little bit. To, oh, it's Tony. Every one of us should have something from our heart that touches somebody in here. You should. Okay? Let's go to Philippians uh, 2, 1 through 10. Well, you're real close to there, so let's just go to Philippians 2. And it says, If there be any consolation in Christ, any comfort of love, any fellowship of the Spirit, if bowels of mercy fulfill you my joy to be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord and one mind. Let nothing be done in strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind. Let them esteem each other Better than themselves. Look not on every man of his own things, but on every man uh, the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ, who being in the form of God, thought it not thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in his likeness. Being found in the fashion of man. He humbled himself, obedient, even to the death on the cross. All the way to the cross, he's still serving mankind, still serving people. It takes like-mindedness to do that. It's called vision, if you want to go to leadership books, paint the vision, okay? Well, first place you start is a person on the left or right of you, being real with them, believing, praying for them that Jesus is the most important thing and not themselves and their pleasures. See lives turned around. I know the story of Cassidy and some of the things that she said. Uh, there was an about face to come here. Total different shift for her. How many is that true? Well, every space in these pews in the balcony be filled with people just like us. It happens because you share the love, and you serve, and just invite. Now, if you're a salesman in clothes and a salesman anywhere, you go to shop for clothes and, and, can I help you? First thing you should never say, can I help you? And they'll say, no, thank you, I'm just looking. You're not going to sell anything. I'd ask, what are you looking for? What you, you know, help someone? Ask questions. How can I help? How can you help? Are you? Are we good? In Mark chapter 4 verse 8, uh, they're sitting down for dinner and this woman comes out and she pours some oil on Jesus and anoints him in his feet. In their terminology, she took a year's salary, that's how much the oil cost. She gave extravagantly to the master. Now, this is a tough saying and I love this church. You're the most giving church uh, to record. I mean, what, what we've done. But all this said in here was, she did what she could. Yeah. That's exactly what he said. She did what she could. So your giving is out of a heart of love to what you can do. Yeah. I love my wife. I'd rather, I'd wear, you know, a, a t shirt I've had that's fading. Uh, San Antonio Spurs world champion t-shirt, my Cornhusker sweatshirt, I'll wear it it still doesn't matter, I'd rather her have a new dress I'd rather her have something if I can do it I do it, when we come together you do what you can nobody's asking what you can't do and give what you can and that's why we're 30 years without a church split here because people do what they can Amen? In Acts chapter 6, you got verses 3, 5, 8, and the reason for that is uh, the church had grown so much that the apostles who were the original guys in charge couldn't take care of the needs. The widows, the children to take care of them couldn't do it. So they decided to pick seven guys. Two of them that you read about are Philip and Stephen. They, they not only did their job, but they went out and used their gifts to do a greater job. Stephen, it says you have to be full of faith. Full of faith. They're called deacons, and now the church called. They were table waiters. They cleaned up after a meal. They did all the, the grunt stuff. Anybody know that what it means to be the grunt labor? You're, you're not the electrician. You're not the exact, like Tony was saying. You're the one that sort of cleans it all up. On my, one of my siding crews, I would wear the belt from time to time, and I'd work. And I don't do the bending of the metal around the windows. I don't have, uh, didn't learn the skill. But you know what? That, that whole job was spotless. All the materials were supposed to be as we continued. I did the grunt work, but I own the company. That is the work that had to be done. Yeah. Would you help at the nursery? Yep. Sure. Sure. Would you help this? Yep. Would you weed eat? Till this. I'm out there every week. The senior pastor's doing weed eating? Yep, because it has to be done for Sunday morning. Because Jesus is going to be here with his people. And I do it for the king. Amen? Amen? Stephen says let's, I'll go to Acts this is Acts 6. Acts chapter 6, verse 18, believe. Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and miracles among the people. Whoa! He didn't have a pulpit and a band behind him. He's doing deacon clean-up stuff. And that power did miracles out there. They couldn't stop Jesus. He's not in the synagogue, but he's doing miracles all over the place again couldn't stop. Don't let anything stop you. Yeah. Full of faith, full of the Holy Ghost, help people. I didn't get it done but Tony sent me the pictures of the ramp for wheelchair handicap stuff that was quality built so that they can be able to ride a horse. This church helped give towards it. Changing lives. Every one of you. Every one of you. Um, in Mark chapter 10, verse 42 to 45, there's a little ego blow up. They want to know who's the greatest of all. Who's the greatest? Are you the greatest Christian song singer? Are you the greatest orator and preacher? Who? Well, Jesse Duplantis, he's the funniest. But i put Mark Hankins up there with Jesse anytime. Both of them are hilarious. But that's not my gift. But it says here, who's the greatest? Humble. He's now with the Lord. John, what's John's last name? Caldwell. John Caldwell and Harlan Kosky on a great exchange. We had the biggest and the best one we've ever had. I planned it. I delegated things out. It went off like clockwork. People were blessed. And they never saw one minute of it, they were out cleaning the cars because a snowstorm had started to hit. They came in the door, and I want to tell them, oh, oh, oh. The only thing they said was, how many got saved? That servant heart humbled me. Not the big show, not the, and all the presents. How many got saved that day? And people did. But they're out there in the snow and the cold, and that's the thing on their heart. I, I was just humbled. I I went off to the side of the the door there and I cried for a while. Because they are serving for the goal that is before us, not for the show. And the show was fine. It was outstanding. But people need to get saved. People need to be touched. That blew me away. We're going to go to John 13. And we're going to have communion just in about five minutes. Are you getting anything out of this today? I am not a creative beggar and trying to manipulate people to do stuff. I will preach the truth and have, come on, join us. Let's do it. Let's do it. I was in the Catholic seminary to be a priest for a year. One of the more tougher moments for me with my ego was the directors and one of them I'd known since high school and I'm in St. Louis, Missouri now um, in the seminary up in the hills, (laughs) they had a foot-washing ceremony. All the newbies had to take their shoes off and their socks. And three of these directors, national directors, took our seminary class, all of us, and went down the line and washed our feet. I never had anybody wash my feet ever. I don't even know, as a little kid, my mom giving me, you know, that didn't happen, I don't remember But if you want to feel awkward, have somebody who's your boss on his knees washing your feet, each one of them. Jesus, in the Last Supper, that's what this is in John, John 13, Jesus washed their feet. Now we realized in Israel foot washing was important. When you're going to the temple, you, there's some pools that you bathe You don't bring the dirt of your day on your feet. They don't have Adidas. They don't have Converse. They got sandals or whatever they're wearing. But it's dirt roads that they're dirty. So you would wash off before you go into the temple. You go to someone's home, the lady in charge, the wife, would wash your feet. Or the servant, the slave they own, would wash your feet as you come through as a matter of honor. As a matter of welcoming you to their home. Jesus at the Last Supper has the big room and he has the 12 disciples that are going to have the supper there. But you know what? Jesus washed their feet. The King of kings, the Lord of lords, the guy you've seen raise the dead, the guy you've seen miracles, you've seen him walk on water, he is now on his knees washing their feet. Blows me away. That's John 13 verses four through 17. It is amazing what he says to them. He took a towel in verse four. He arose from supper, lay aside his garment, took a towel and girded himself. He poured water into a base and began to wash the disciples' feet, to wipe them with a towel. Then cometh to him Simon Peter, the big mouth. He has his the feet that Jesus is going to wash have been in his mouth so many times. And Peter said to him, Lord dost thou wash my feet? Jesus answered and said unto him, what I do thou knowest not now, but you will know. And Peter said, thou shall never wash my feet. He answered, if I wash thee not, then you don't have part with me. And Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but my hands and my head, wash me all then. Because I'm all in on this. Jesus said to him, he that washeth needeth not to save, to wash his feet, but is clean every whit. You're clean. And then he says, but not all, because he's referring to Judas. Communion is vital to the body of Christ. The bread represents his body. The cup represents his blood. The blood, his back was split open. 39 stripes usually killed you. Jesus, it was a miracle that Jesus got to the cross. Because it's a Roman game like a mouse uh, a cat plays with a mouse. Every step of the way in that crucifixion was just a Roman torture game. I've walked the Rio delsa. there we've walked it. This very same road that Jesus walked, carrying his cross. We were there. And he talks about washing your feet. Communion is so much, He's in Corinthians, he says it in 1 Corinthians eleven 16, 2 Corinthians 9, he talks about communion. And we're, ushers are getting ready for it right now. Might, might as well hand it out. Hand out communion? They got them all? Okay. Here's the importance. You have the blood of Jesus Christ cleansing you from all sin. Cleansing you from all sin. You have a body broken for you that took stripes upon his back and hung on a cross. In that he took all your sin, all your shame, all your sickness and disease. Between the bread and the blood, you have a great picture of how God has redeemed us and propels us to go forward. Now, the Corinthian church had a problem with communion because they had customs. Those customs went like this. The richer people would bring better food and want to eat first or by themselves. And the leftover food that the poor people brought was what the general group. That's what they did. Communion got out of hand. Also communion became a uh, orgy of food and sex which they did in all the other temples. This was what they did and it started it. They would take animals offered to demonic gods, drain the blood, eat the meat, and start the orgy. So trying to correct Greek, Gentile, Jews, women, slave, free, and all now you put together, they were messing up the importance of communion. And our churches, it is a, it's what we do. Try doing it at home sometimes. Deborah and I had a habit early on that if I went somewhere on a mission trip or went somewhere to preach, we take communion. When I leave, when I left, and we take communion when we get back. Take your cup, take your bread. Thank you, Tony. I know they do this for safety's sake. But sooner or later, they got to invent one that it's not so easy to, to that comes off easier. But take the take the bread. It's not religious. It's just saying, Lord Jesus, you broke your body for me. Make it personal. He did it for you. My sins are gone. He's thrown far to the east, is from the west, they ain't coming back. The ones I have done, the ones I will do, because nobody walks this law perfectly. But he took it and paid the price for every one of us, no matter how bad you did. He refers to lying as killing, no different than a person who kills somebody. It's sin, it's wrong. He broke his body for us. Take the take it and eat it. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for breaking your body for me. And now the cup. Bible says life's in the blood. Take his blood in, into my life anytime. It pushes the presence of the Holy Spirit, pushes sickness and disease out of your body. It says boy. First Corinthians eleven says this. It says a lot about communion but it says here there should be no schisms in the body that the members should have the same care one for another ah and I'm looking for no I'm not going to get it here's what I'm looking for and I know it's there it says because you don't take of the body and blood communion with a proper heart of faith and respect many are sick and even die their healings don't come to their life because of their attitude. He's talking about those kinds of men. Oh, yeah, you can go through the form. Yeah, I did it. But do you really believe that this blood cleanses you from all unrighteousness? That he shed his blood for your healing? Go ahead and take it. I have imagined, meditated on Jesus washing my feet. I've been in the Last Supper how many times listening to the greatest teaching that Jesus did at the Last Supper. Last things he's going to tell the guys before we start the road. Last thing. Sit there and go through a part of it knowing that that person he knew exactly who it was was going to betray him. that Peter would deny him. There's that big mouth. Oh, I never knew him, and he cu- any cusses. But Jesus came back and got Peter back. Jesus, wait till Easter. We're going to have a really good time. But I'm telling you, he's washing your feet today. He's serving you. He gives you the Holy Ghost to lead, guide, and teach so you could do this thing great. And if you need his supernatural power in your life, to heal your children, your husband, your wife, somebody in the store. It's there. It's there. You need a miracle. It's coming. It's coming. They were wrong. Rick's still here. and still kicking, buddy. I'm still here. Mike's still here. Might be a little dramatic, but at the same time, that body and blood... And serving one another. Well, people are afraid to get involved. I might get your feelings hurt. Yes, I guarantee you, you're going to get your feelings hurt. But if you go out in the world, they don't care. They hurt it all the time. At least here, you get a smile. You get a hug. You learn how to love your spouse. If you're married, God enlarges, enhances your marriage. If you're single, how many friends can you make? Make it a goal. Go get them. Now, yesterday we had a shower for Mercedes and Colin. Got a little grand boy coming. Going to be here in a few short weeks. But you saw two grandmas glowing yesterday. Working their tail off. They're in the zone. She was taking pictures nonstop. I must have got like 40 attachments sent to my phone to look at pictures. She was working it. She was doing it. And she also helped set up and tear down. My wife helps. I'm just telling you, church. Oh, I'll go to Romans 6. Well, let's go to Romans 7. This is verse 6 out of the Amplified. Romans chapter 7 verse 6 this is amplified but now we are discharged from the law and have terminated all the intercourse with it we're not under the law of religious performance do's and don'ts I don't do stuff because I have to obey a law I do stuff because and don't do stuff because Jesus lives in me and I'm not going to take him there I'm not going to do that okay with it having died to what once restrained and held us captive. That religious attitude holds people captive so they can not experience a real relationship with Jesus. So, So now we serve not under the obedience to the old code, written regulations, but under obedience to the promptings of the Spirit in newness of life. Now I serve because the Holy Spirit, Jim, do this. I need you to do this. Help here. My favorite story with just, I can imagine the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost in heaven. And we've got this lady named Jane in Graz, Austria, who sat next to us like here at a table where we had some uh, pizza after an Alan Vincent meeting. We're just talking like we always talk. And all of a sudden I can tell she's staring at me and us. She's looking at me and I'm like okay I've been stared at before I wonder what this is about and I look at her and she looks at me and we do this a few times and finally it, the conversation started she said, I can see how much you two love each other just by the way you talk to one another. We're just being us. Evidently how we talk to one another people know it's filled with a lot of love and Jesus and she's sitting there a Christian, her husband, her hero died the night before. It hasn't been 24 hours. He died. She left wherever the body is and what's going on with a memorial service to get something to eat and she sat down there and had a piece of pizza. And Deborah still would contact her on the social media and we had a great time with Janet Jane. And I just see the father suddenly goes, Do we have anybody who can help her in Graz? Is there anybody? Oh, Jim and Deborah, they're on that trip. Oh, we'll use them. How many Holy Ghost setups are in your life and are going to come to your life? You ain't done. Sue Boards is still affecting people. My mom was at the very end of her life, and I saw her sitting in a uh, home. And it's, that's not my mom. She's a shell of the strong, five-foot-six woman she used to be. And I said, Mom, does she love Dad so much? She goes, I miss Jim every day. I'm James third. That's Dad. And I said, if you want to go home, go ahead. And she said, shut up. There's the mom I know, okay. <laughs> she goes, I'm alive to pray for you that little lady sitting on the edge of the bed is praying for the success of this church. She doesn't want to die because she's not finished praying daily for this church and her son's ministry. Did she affect anybody? She affected me that day, but I tell you, her prayers came to pass. She said, one day, you might not still be a Catholic, but you did take over a Catholic high school. (laughs) And they do have a convent there. I said, I know, Mom, I know. Well, So you're almost coming back, right? It's <laughs> so once a once-year speech from Mom. You're coming back. But she's just sitting there praying. Your prayers matter. They mattered for me when they cut this off. They mattered for me when the infection started spreading. They mattered that I had a body praying for me not oh the pastor nah. I'm, I pastor but I'm Jim and I had a church family they'll pray for me and every one of you at different times have had need of that in your life and it's real so this is 30 years of servanthood the vision is fill this place two or three services on Sunday or Saturday night and Sunday oh really yes Because we have a town, a city, a people to serve. And the more you bring Jesus to them, and the more they see he's real, and the signs and wonders that follow, that her cleaning toilets changed Mitchell's life. When teenagers stray, he didn't stray. Because of her. You influence people. You make a difference. Little Joy, the Felder's little girl. Oh, I can hardly wait to see her walking, like uh, oh, uh, Rosie, Rosabella. We got Gabby. Her name is Gabriella. I got, I got stuck in the Ellas of the names. But I saw her trying to walk yesterday, and I wait to see her walk. Got a cute little dress. They always wear those little things on the head. But our grandson, he's got his Converse tennis shoes already. He's got his pro outfits already. You know what? I'll watch him grow. But I watched I'm a Clown start, and I watched her grow. I remember when Cypress was just a little twerk. I even gave him a ride home one time from church. He lives down near the more at that time down near the North Omaha Bridge. I gave him a ride home. You do that, yeah. I want to get to know him. Love this young man. Then and there, any chance to serve, any chance to make someone's day better, you do it, and you see what God puts His super on your natural. And you live a supernatural life. Now I gotta shut up. We've had communion. When you took the communion, if you got pain or sickness in your body, shove it out. The Holy Ghost is in there to shove it out. God made your body; He built it, designed it, so it would heal itself. Push it out. So the Holy Spirit's in you to push sickness, disease, infirmity out. Healing. Words of wisdom, words of knowledge like we had today with Tony and that book that uh, Miss Susan gave me fit right in what God's saying and doing. They stood up and gave their testimony. You overcome the enemy with the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. They testified in front of you. They're overcoming. We're overcoming. The supernatural should be natural here. People are getting better jobs. Schedules change so they can be here church and be more involved. And I guarantee you they're not going to have any trouble tithing it on the increase of their new job. No problem honoring God who gave it to them. Now we have gifts that need to be released in here. In the next months, there's going to be some prophetic things stood up and said. There's going to be some tongues and interpretation with, <gasps> by someone you know and you know is not playing a game just the gift of God inside them that we're nurturing in faith, it's going to be released no problem, if you can go to Mexico on vacation and they switch to Spanish on you and you don't know Spanish, you don't fall apart so if someone switched to a heavenly language we're not going to fall apart but we will interpret and get the understanding of it because it's for our benefit to be edified will you pray for the sick? yeah, we watch people get healed Miss Evelyn She couldn't come. She could barely walk. She's crying as she walks, but she came and she left running up this aisle. Hallelujah. All pain gone. God heals, He delivers. Our part is to make it natural here. It is the environment of faith here when we gather. When two or three gather in His name, He said, I'm there. He'll do signs and wonders. If I'm a deacon, if I'm cleaning toilets and taking out the trash, I can do a miracle right out in the parking lot with somebody. I can make a difference like Cyprus did when it came for the... God used him. He still remembers it, buddy. I don't know if anybody even knows I'm even there. He, He knows you because you blessed, you helped, you greeted. If you're in this room today, no matter your background, what you've gone through, if you have never known the moment where you said, Jesus, I give you my life, you cleanse me from my sin, and I'm yours. I'm all in. This would be a real good moment. Everyone's going to close their eyes. We've got a nice guitar playing. It's a wonderful environment. The presence of the Lord has just been strong, particularly the last 15 minutes. I'm just telling you, if you've never became a person who loves and serves Jesus, today is the day to do it. Today is the day to do it. Right now. And if you've never been filled with the Holy Ghost, said, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? This one in the Bible in Acts said, we didn't even know there was a Holy Ghost. Well, they prayed for him, the Holy Ghost filled them and changed their lives. He'll change your life right now. You'll never be the same. You can't be the same. He does supernatural things naturally. Day for us every day every day I'm just taking my time this has been 30 years we're going to do it again next week I'll, show, I'll hopefully be able to show you the clip from Charles Neiman who pastors, that's where Pastor Mark our son and his wife live and she grew up there in the church and our two grandboys. but the church runs 40,000 people in two locations, it's a lot of people. Yep. We we've partnered with them. You can see the foundation. They got these plaques down there. Billy, building the Billy, building. there's Jim and Deborah McGaffin, and and then Liberty Christian, Liberty Christian, Liberty Christian. We're part of that, and he's part of us. There's more Charles Neiman stuff in me than I, I can ever weigh out. But it's been great. But you know what? The smile that Mark McGovern just had on his face caught my attention. The smirky smile that Howard has in the back just caught my attention. Okay, the hand going up so gently and sweet from Barb Davidson. It means something when we take time to appreciate someone. And God, if if you haven't asked him in ask Him right now in the name I give you my life I give you my life right now and He'll take it and He'll fill you with the Holy Ghost if you need healing, He heals well do we have a prayer line? we do sometimes, but not every time there are no instructions in the Bible how to set up prayer lines and how to hold meetings, they don't do that because the law would come down so, it's a little chaotic my job is to keep the chaos to a low level but that we'd be, as a church, edified. No matter the vessel, it could come through one of the Felder boys. A little kid like that, yep, Jesus allowed the children to come to him. They mattered to him. He told all the adults, hold on, i got to take some time for the kids. There's something supernatural. And we just cleanse out some of the stinking religious thinking and just relax and have a communion meal hear what God's doing in some of our family, and just make sure when you leave here today that this is the part for the week. Now, after they did communion in Corinthians and they got it right, then they had their meal together. And they made sure that the rich and the poor all ate the same stuff. And nobody got drunk and all that stuff. We got pizza downstairs. We bless it in the name of Jesus. It's hard for me to pray over a cake, but look, We include the cake, Lord. Just the fellowship. High point of my day yesterday, besides seeing my darling little girl, so pregnant, so ready. I watched her waddle. No husband would ever tell his wife, you're waddling, but we all see the moment it goes to the waddle stage, it's at the end. But I I'm in the wheelchair, I'm blocked in the aisle. People are nice to me, but I got a chance to hear the laughter of people of like precious faith that God has planted here. I just I just enjoyed it. I went from one end to the other, talking to everybody. What an environment of love. We need that in the world today. No online connection chat is going to get to you. Real love, real care, chance to make friends. Yeah. Friends, for some of you here, have been with me for 30 years and longer. This could be your first day. But you know what? We'll do it together. Amen? Well, I, I now I'm at my one-minute limit. Go Go downstairs. Enjoy the cake. Enjoy the pizza. Jack, you can have three pieces, okay? He's a growing boy. He's going to be eight foot tall shortly. Yeah, you're up from two. I gave you a third one, okay? Now, just have fun. Don't be in a hurry to get out. Someone come up and and mess with Rick Lowry. Tease him. Have a good time. Mess with Leah. Mess with everyone. If you don't know their name, ask. Ask. I couldn't get a name down. It's Ziza. Now I got Z-I-Z-A in my brain. So I'll remember her name. With a a pretty name like that, you don't want to blow it. But I asked. So I can make sure she feels loved and welcome when she comes here. Okay? Father, we just thank you for the day. We thank you for 30 years. We thank you that you've met all our needs. You've healed us from all our diseases. And you have a destiny that we're still walking it out and into. So I thank you. This destiny matters. And I thank you that we matter to you. Give you honor. Give you praise. Give you glory, Lord Jesus, for being our Savior and your goodness to us amen okay guys if you have children downstairs please take them with you Mike's not doing the children thing like he usually does okay so make sure yours go with you but get something to eat smile if you don't know the name I believe the one next to Leah is Alex that's the guy who's going to marry her (laughs) Alex you got shorts on or pants shorts. That's how I remember him. he came up and walked right across. It's cold outside. He's got shorts on. I'll never forget who Alex is now. Make a friend. Talk to people. Hug a neck. Let them know you care. Bring more who need the supernatural love and faith here because they're going to get it. Amen? Amen? Catch you later. Come to Wednesday night. We are having a ball. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed today's message.
5: We always want to encourage those of you who have a story of how God is working in your life through this ministry to send us an email to amen at libertyofomaha.com.
1: For more information on Liberty Church, visit libertyofomaha.com. Thanks for joining us and have a credible week.